The Buddha said, right view comes first. Right view, samaditi, is the the way in which we frame the the world as it's seen and known. Describes the attitude with which we direct this this life, this mind. So the establishment of right view, samaditi, seeing clearly, is a uh, prerequisite. We uh, wish to direct this life of ours, our efforts, our mind, our work, in a, a skillful direction. We have to have a, a clear sense of, of where we are, which direction we want to head in to see things clearly. And to establish right view then is to begin by noticing ideas of me and my practice, me trying to get somewhere, me trying to calm the mind, me developing insight. To notice that habitual framing, the way the mind creates uh, the picture of things. And even though on one worldly level it might, uh, it might be relatively true, on the level of Dhamma, on the level of uh, reality, a deeper reality, it's not true. So to frame things not in terms of me and my practice, but the awake mind seeing the way things are in this moment. When we engage in a a period of of meditation practice, formal and directed meditation practice, we might have a particular goal in mind, a concentration, the development of wisdom, wakefulness. And we can judge the things that that arise as things that we see as obstructions or as defilements, difficulties, or as wholesome qualities, things that we see as being beautiful and good, what we want, the desired results. But part of right view is a, a reframing of those perceptions of good and bad, wanted and unwanted. To not take those judgments for granted. One of the Buddha's most uh, 
powerful, insightful statements was to say that all that arises is just arising dukkha. All that ceases is just dukkha ceasing. Sabe sankara dukkha. All sankaras, all formations, wholesome or unwholesome, neutral. They're all unsatisfactory. So whether the mind experiences what we what we like or what we dislike, what looks like progress or or obstruction. It's helpful to recognize that if the mind grasps it, is born into it, takes hold of it, then dukkha is the, the result. What arises is only dukkha arising. If it's a thing, if it's a sankhara, it has to be unsatisfactory. But also, what ceases is just a dukkha ceasing, so that when things come to an end, then that dukkha ceases. There's dukkha nirodha. So this can be a a puzzling or a strange way to, to see things or to reflect. But if we apply this simple insight, all that arises is just arising dukkha. All that ceases is just dukkha ceasing. We can reframe the way that we create the world. We create ourselves, the way that the mind holds success and failure, gaining, losing, things working well or things working badly. When we apply this insight, then it encourages a a relationship of non-grasping to the practice. When the painful or obstructive, the unwholesome arises, then We don't fear it or reject it, fight against it, but recognize this is an impermanent condition. It can't stay forever. It's not who and what we are. When the wholesome arises, something that's desirable, beautiful, things going my way. Similarly, this attitude encourages non-grasping. This is just dukkha arising, even if it's exactly what you want. Peaceful, clear mind, thoughts disappearing, going quiet, feelings of well-being and brightness. Oh, yeah, this is, this is the good stuff. This is what I want. As soon as the mind takes hold of that and is born into it, then the seeds of dukkha are planted right there. Because when the mind can't experience that, it feels a sense of loss, disappointment. Dukkha. What ceases is only dukkha ceasing. So when that beautiful state of mind or that pleasant experience comes to an end. This helps us to recognize nothing is lost. That was just another beautiful experience, just another sankhara. It's come to an end. 
nothing has been lost. And in that ending, there's great peacefulness. Te sang wupasamo sukho. In the passing of all sankharas is sukha, contentment, peacefulness. In developing this insight and helping the establishment of, of right view, whatever arises, pleasant, painful, neutral, whether it's in the body, in the field of perception, sounds we hear, things we see, touch, smell, taste, thoughts or emotions, as to reflect, this is just the arising of a sankhara, a perception. In and of itself, it can't satisfy. It's arising dukkha. So that there's no identification, no entanglement, no forming of, an, of a self in relationship to it. There's a spaciousness around the pleasant, the painful, the neutral. In relationship to the first noble truth, the way the Buddha encouraged us to, to handle it, to take hold. Parinyayanti, dukkha is to be understood, to be apprehended, to be recognized. Oh, this is dukkha. This is the mind contending against a painful feeling in the leg. This is the mind fearing a uh, an unwholesome idea is the mind resenting a noise that is being heard. Here is the mind cherishing a beautiful memory. Here is the mind entertaining a, an interesting plan for the future. Here is the mind relishing a, a pleasant, wholesome mind state. Parinyayanti it is to be apprehended, to notice the, the stressfulness, the tension that's there just in me experiencing something. Just the, the me here and the thing there, and the tension between them. This is a, a subtle but definite kind of dukkha, stressing. A tension in the heart, a tensing. Idang dukang, this is dukkha. So, to develop right view, cultivate this quality of apprehending, receiving, meeting, recognizing that tension in the heart. That's the subject object duality, an experiencer here and an experienced there, a me in here, the world out there, a me experiencing a memory, an idea, a feeling. To meet that with that apprehension, that receiving, receptive attitude, idang dukang, this is dukkha. Here is a tension in the heart.
That recognition then leads to letting go, the way we relate to the second noble truth. Having apprehended and noticed that tensing within the within our being, rejecting the unliked, grasping the liked, opinionating about everything else. Pahatabanti, it's to be let go of. So with wisdom, there's a relaxation, a letting go, a relinquishment. And with that relinquishing, then it brings forth an ending of dukkha, ending of that tensing in the heart. Not just that the annoying sound comes to an end or the feeling in the body changes, but the rather the attitude towards it changes. The thingness, the otherness of it dissolves, disappears. The mind doesn't dwell on the wanted or the unwanted qualities of it. It lets go. It just lets that pattern of perception be exactly as it is, here and now. Dukkha ceases. Hearing, smelling, tasting, touching, knowing, that's all. And when dukkha ceases, satchikata bhanti, it is to be realized, to be recognized. That tensing in the heart just stopped. That sound just ended. That grasping just came to a, a finish. Now when dukkha ends, when there is that relaxation, usually we notice that as a contrast to the tension, the stressing, for a few seconds, just like when the sound of a a plane disappears, or the sound of a fridge switching off. There's a few seconds of relief. Oh, that's nice. And then the mind starts to hunt for the next interesting thing. To develop the realization of dukkha niroda, that what ceases is just dukkha ceasing. To develop that, to strengthen that insight. Sachikata bhanti needs to be realized. We need to train the mind to stay with that quality of spaciousness, to notice space, to be open to space, to silence, to stillness, to fully awaken to that, to realize it, to awaken to the reality that is present. Not to just get caught in the search for the next interesting thing, the next thing to have a, an idea about, an opinion about, a reaction to, but to sustain that quality of openness, alert to space, 
silence, stillness. What ceases is just dukkha ceasing. So we don't just dwell upon the, the pleasantness of the the pain disappearing or the the grasping stopping for a a couple of seconds, but the work is to sustain that. To sustain that quality of alertness, not fixated on a particular object, just fully realizing the absence of dukkha, letting the heart awaken to the Dhamma itself, to awaken to its own nature. As the day unfolds and our period of group practice takes shape during this week, you can take this simple formula as a way of reflecting on experience. When things arise, to consider, this is just dukkha arising. When things end, to consider, it's just dukkha ending, that's all. And when that insight is applied, how does that change our view? How does that change the the way that the heart holds this moment? How the feelings of I and me and mine are transformed. Feelings of the world, perceptions of the world and how it is. How are they changed? We can explore, examine, see for ourselves. When we reframe the view Re, rejig, reshape the way that the the world, external and internal, is is framed. See what happens. See how it changes. And when we apply this insight. Letting things cease, letting the mind be fully awake to that inner spaciousness, stillness, silence. Let the the joyfulness, the freedom of that, the simplicity of that, let that speak for itself. Let that have its own effect. We don't have to get excited about it or grasp it. Let that inner freedom be its own message. Let that have its own effect, and this will guide the heart.